I make this as an offering of Mino Kuyo, an offering of my time, out of my deep devotion to the three treasures of the Buddhism of sowing and express my gratitude for their beneficence. Nam myoho renge kyo. In the words of High Priest Nikan Shonen, I myself constantly chant Daimoku, praying not to fall into the 14 slanders of arrogance, negligence, arbitrary egotistical judgment, shallow, self-satisfied understanding, attachment to earthly desires, lack of seeking spirit, disbelief, aversion, deluded doubt, vilification, contempt, hatred, jealousy, and grudges, and that I may correctly practice the true Buddhism of Nichiren Daishonin together with you." End quote. Welcome back, friends, to another edition of Soka Gakkai Becoming Nature and Shoshu Member. I'm your host, Zanzan, and you've joined me again at Cafe Mario, where I work. Thank you for joining me. This podcast is in direct refutation of Soka Gakkai's counterfeit object of worship, their counterfeit doctrines, and anything Daisaku Ikeda, because this, that man had taken the teachings and ran with them, visited a bunch of people, and convinced them to follow him instead of the over 700-year-old lineage of the true Buddhism of Nichiren Daishonin. And even the daily prayer book no longer says Nichiren Buddhism. It says Liturgy of the Soka Gakkai. So 10 million people were duped, fooled by this fast-talking, quick-writing, book-club enthusiast. And they all have Daisaku Ikeda books near their altar and in front of their altar. And in their altar, they have a copy of a transcription of the Daigo Honzon However, there are a lot of people who think it's just printed off on a machine these days. And if it's not, if it's made by some priest somewhere, it's not a Nichiren Shoshu priest, it's most likely an offshoot priest, and they don't have the religious authority to do so. They weren't past the energy, the living essence from the, from the Daishonin. How could it be the teachings of Nichiren Daishonin? It's completely different, right? So the effect is you get more desires. You're told to chant for what you want in the Soka Gakkai. And then once you get that, you chant for more things that you want. And, and they believe attaining Buddhahood is this continual manifestation game of chanting for what you want and then getting it. And that's definitely not true. <laughs> that's called conspicuous benefit. And in the latter day of the law, where we reside now, um, from what I understand, which is very little, I understand very little, <laughs> Just a regular person likes to read books and share my experience of transitioning from Sokagaka, I think, to Shoshu. The inconspicuous benefit of attaining Buddhahood in one's present form, the unshakable mind, that is the real benefit here in the realm of conflict and misunderstanding that we find ourselves in here in 2023. Yes, so I used to be in the Sokagaka for 10 years. I was a leader a couple times. I introduce people to chanting. I used to host two-hour chanting meetings at my house every week almost for years and years. And even my work situation never really got much better. It's interesting. And just, uh, just a year and a half or so of Nichiren Shoshu practice, I am in the best uh, 
work-life situation that I've ever had. Um, and that is not the only thing for sure. Now, I'm going to stop babbling about me and read the doctrines and practice of nature and Shoshu. Although I just want to make a strong point to say if, if you or anybody you know is still affiliated with the Soka Gakkai, ask them where the scroll they chant to comes from. Ask them where it comes from. They'll tell you all things about it, about all kinds of things about it. That it, oh, it's the, when you chant for yourself and for others in front of it, it becomes the Dai Gohon Son of the Three Great. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. That is called something for nothing. That's imaginary thinking. Buddhism is reason. And there's no rhyme or reason to that. It's just because someone tells you that it is something doesn't make it so. If I give you a dollar and say it's really a hundred dollars, you just have to imagine the zeros. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> What's interesting is that a lot of people in the Sokogakai don't even know about the Daigohonzon. Or, you know, they've never seen a hundred dollars in comparison. And... If you don't know about it, it's easy to misunderstand it. It's easy to just believe what you're told. It's easy that way. Why ask questions? Why make ripples? Why challenge? Why? Because that's what Buddhism, Buddhism is about asking questions and getting, getting answers and, and really understanding more than you did yesterday, right? I mean, if you're just complacent, you're kind of disqualified from, from that seeking spirit business, don't you think? Okay, I'm going to have some coffee and get reading here. And as always, please take in everything and everything I say and call the temple. Talk to them. They really know what's going on. My opinion is really garbage. So I really want to just preface with that. I, I know very little and daily I am, I am flabbergasted with how little I know about this practice. And I'm, I'm appreciative too because... In the Soka Gakkai, it got to the point where you kept reading the same stuff over and over, and you're like, this is Ikeda going here, and taking pictures here, and donating this school, and... But there's none of that. None of that in the real teachings, and I will show you myself. Here we go. We're on page 165 of this beautifully yellow book. Chapter 22. Bodhisattvas of the Earth. The Bodhisattvas of the Earth are the Bodhisattvas of the Essential Teaching, Honman, who first appeared in the Emerging from the Earth, Yujutsu, 15th chapter of the Lotus Sutra, to substantiate the revelation made by Shakyamuni, to reveal his true identity, to cast off his transient status and reveal his true identity. Furthermore, in the Mystic Powers, Jinriki, 21st chapter, they received the entrustment of the sacred teachings from Shakyamuni for the propagation in the, of the law in the latter day of the law. Thereafter, they made it... They made their departure, following the conclusion of the entrustment, Zokuryui, 22nd chapter. Bodhisattvas of the Earth in the Lotus Sutra. In the theoretical teaching of the Lotus Sutra, Shakyamun, Shakyamuni explained that after his passing in the latter day of the law, the propagation of the mystic law would be an extremely difficult feat. He also taught that overcoming these difficulties and propagating the mystic law would bring forth infinite benefits. Moreover, he expounded the following in the Treasure Tower, Hoto, 11th chapter of the Lotus Sutra. Quote, in this Saha world, who is most capable of expansively expounding the mystic law? Now is indeed a most significant time. The Buddha before you will soon enter nirvana. Thus, he seeks to entrust the heritage of Myoharenge Kyo to ensure its continuation for future generations. End quote. Kaiketsu, page 349. Moreover, he stated, quote, So I say to the great assembly, after I have passed into extinction, who can eminently protect, uphold, read, and recite the sutra? End quote. Kaiketsu, page 349. Shakyamuni called 
for candidates who would propagate the law after his death. In response to this invitation, the bodhisattvas and the masses arose and made a vow to Shakyamuni at the beginning of the emerging from the earth, Yujutsu 15th chapter, quote, Lord Buddha, all, uh, Lord Buddha, allow us, after your entry into nirvana, to advance forth assiduously in this Saha world to protect, uphold, read, recite, transcribe, and worship the Lotus Sutra. We vow to preach this sutra widely throughout the land, end quote. Kaikatsu, page 407. Thus they offered their pledge to Shakyamuni to propagate the mystic law on the latter day of the law. To their surprise, however, Shakyamuni faced the bodhisattvas and masses and proclaimed, quote, Desist, men of devout faith. There is no need for you to protect this sutra. In this Saha world there are bodhisattvas who are as numerous as the sands of 60,000 Ganges rivers, and each of these bodhisattvas has a retinue equal to the sands of 60,000 Ganges. After my passing, they will protect, read, recite, and widely preach the mystic law, end quote, Kaiketsu, page 408. In this way, Shakyamuni rejected their offer to propagate the Lotus Sutra in the latter day of the law. Just then, the ground shook, and a host of bodhisattvas equal in number to the sands of 60,000 Ganges rivers emerged, each with a retinue of followers. The four great bodhisattvas who led this group, Jogyo, Nuhengyo, Jogyo, and Anrugyo, possessed the 32 features that were identical to those possessed by the Buddha. Those in the assembly who witnessed this spectacle were astonished. They wondered from whence these bodhisattvas had come, what karmic bond had prompted their emergence, who their master was, and what practice and training they had undergone. Shakyamuni responded to the queries from those of the assembly through the following passage in the Emerging from the Earth, Yujutsu, 15th chapter. Quote, in this Saha world, after I achieved my supreme true enlightenment, I taught these numerous bodhisattvas, guided them, trained them, and led them to seek the way of the Buddha. End quote. I catch you, page 419. Furthermore, in the Juryo, Lifespan, 16th chapter, Shakyamuni discarded his provisional identity as the Buddha who was born in India, who entered the priesthood at the age of 19, and who first attained enlightenment at the age of 30 under the Bodhi tree. He stated, quote, Thus, since I attained Buddhahood, an extremely long period of time has passed. I have constantly resided here without ever entering extinction." End quote. Kaiketsu, page 433. He also expounded, quote, Ever since then I have been constantly in the Saha world, preaching to the masses. End quote. Kaiketsu, page 431. Thus Shakyamuni revealed the fact that he was a Buddha who actually had originally attained enlightenment in the inconceivably remote past of 500 myriad dust particle kalpas ago, Gohyako Jindingo. Through this revelation, in which Shakyamuni cast off his transient form and established his true identity, he clearly established the fact that he was a Buddha who achieved enlightenment in the earliest time of Kuan. This meant that all the Buddhas of the three excuse me. This meant that all the Buddhas of the three periods and the ten directions, such as Dainichi, Amida, Yakushi, were, were mere emanations of this Buddha who had actually attained enlightenment in the remote past of Kuan. At the same time, this confirmed that the bodhisattvas who emerged from the earth were actually the very individuals who were directly taught by Shakyamuni since he became a Buddha in the remote past of Kuan. Ultimately, Shakyamuni transferred the essential law of the Lotus Sutra to the bodhisattvas of the earth, such as Jogyo, and entrusted them with the propagation of the law in the latter day of the law. Following his demise, as it is expressed in the following passage from the Mystic Powers, Jinriki 21st chapter, quote, in essence, in this Lotus Sutra, I have referenced, presented, and clearly expounded the entirety of the laws of the Buddha, his mystic powers, his secret and essential teachings, and his profound practices. Thus, after the passing of the Buddha, you must single-mindedly accept, uphold, read, recite, preach, transcribe, and practice the Sutra as it is so directed. End quote. Kaiketsu, page 513. Moreover, in the entrustment Zokuri, 22nd chapter, Shakyamuni transferred the Lotus Sutra, with the exception of the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra, 
which he transferred to the bodhisattvas of the earth, to bodhisattva Yokuo, and to the rest of the bodhisattvas and masses, so that they would propagate it during the 2,000 years of the former and middle days of the law. This marked the conclusion of the ceremonies of transferring the law. Thereafter, the bodhisattvas of the earth took their leave of the assembly of the Lotus Sutra. The original identity of Bodhisattva Jogyo. If you carefully study the passages of the Lotus Sutra, you will notice a strange fact. While the Bodhisattvas of the earth were the disciples of Shakyamuni, they were not present when their master attained enlightenment or when he entered nirvana. They did not appear in the lifetime teachings of Shakyamuni, and even in the Lotus Sutra they only emerged in the eight chapters from the emergence from the earth to the entrustment chapters. Furthermore, the powerful characteristics possessed by Jogyo and the other Bodhisattvas of the earth were truly remarkable, as they were described in the passages of the Sutra. The Bodhisattvas of the earth possessed 32 features, identical to those possessed by Shakyamuni. They were youthful, as described by Bodhisattva Matreya, who stated that when the countenance of Shakyamuni was compared to that of the Bodhisattvas of the earth, it presented an anomaly, as though the father looks young, but his son looks old. The responsibility for the propagation of the law and the evil period of the latter day of the law rested on the shoulders of not Shakyamuni, but the Bodhisattvas of the earth. The slanderers who could not be saved by Shakyamuni could in fact be saved by the Bodhisattvas of the earth. It is evident through these descriptions that the relationship between Shakyamuni and the Bodhisattvas of the earth was not merely one of an ordinary master and his disciples. This was indeed the reason why Tentai proclaimed the following about the Bodhisattvas of the earth in his words and phrases of the Lotus Sutra Hokimongu, quote, However, these capable visitors to the assembly were all Buddhas in olden times, end quote. Tendai Daishi Zenshu, volume 5, page 2181. Miao Lo also declared, quote, Indeed, these Bodhisattvas were Buddhas in olden times. End quote. Tendai Daishi Zenshu, volume 5, 2182. In essence, the Bodhisattvas of the earth who appeared on Eagle Peak possessed their original identity in the remotest past of Kuan. Moreover, they were not merely Bodhisattvas. They were, in fact, Buddhas. Furthermore, in actuality, the Daishon was none other than the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Jogyo. The emergence of Jogyo, who comprehensively possessed the four virtues in the latter day of the law. In his writings, Tao Xian, a priest of the Tentai sect in China, wrote the following concerning the four Bodhisattvas, including Jogyo, the leader of the Bodhisattvas of the earth. Quote, when the sutra stated that there are four leaders, it in fact signified the existence of the four virtues. Jogyo represented true self. Muhengyo characterized eternity. Jogyo signified purity, and Arugyo personified happiness. These four virtues in the specified period will be entirely possessed by one individual. Hoke Mongu Fu Shoki. Moreover, the 26th high priest of the head temple, Nichikon Shonen, stated, quote, The statement that the four virtues in the specified period will be entirely possessed by one individual signifies the emergence of Jogyo, who comprehensively possessed the four virtues. Be mindful that the lifetime of Shakyamuni was characterized by the emergence of the four individual bodhisattvas, and the latter day of the law is characterized by the emergence of Jogyo, who comprehensively possessed the four virtues. Hence, this is referred to as the specific, specified period. Here, the specified period represents the latter day of the law. This is solely based on the principles that describes. This is solely based on the principle that describes the internal enlightenment of all Buddhas and Bodhisattvas as being not unlike a crystal mirror that manifests the singular truth of the mystic law. End quote. Mondan, page 127. In other words, Jogyo Muhengyo, Jogyo, and Anrugyo, respectively, 
represented the four virtues of eternity, happiness, true self, and purity. In the latter day of the law, the four bodhisattvas who had emerged within the Lotus Sutra during the lifetime of Shakyamuni, that is, the four individual bodhisattvas of the earth, Jogyo, Nohengyo, Jogyo, and Anrugyo, now took the form of the four virtues that were possessed by the singular bodhisattva of the earth, Jogyo. In the latter day of the law, he alone possessed these four virtues. The bodhisattva of the earth who appeared in the latter day of the law, who then is Chogyo, the Bodhisattva of the Earth, who made his advent in the latter day of the law? He is none other than Nichiren Daishonin, who emerged in the latter day of the law, propagated the Lotus Sutra, and encountered with his very life the tremendous persecutions that were predicted in the Sutra. The Daishonin confirmed this by stating, quote, In Japan, Nichiren is the supreme votary of the Lotus Sutra. In this land, he is the only one who has lived the 20-line verse of the Fortitude, Kanji 13th chapter, end quote, Gosha, page 1393. In fact, the Daishonin himself wrote the following words of praise on the bottom part of a Gohon zone that he inscribed in the 12th month of 1274, quote, This marks the advent of Bodhisattva Jogyo, who propagates this Gohon zone for the first time, end quote. Thus, he clearly proclaimed his existence as the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Jogyo. He also wrote, quote, Nothing, not even the thousand blades of grasses and the ten thousand countless trees, ever ceases to be the manifestation of the bodhisattvas of the earth. Hence, the bodhisattvas of the earth are the original beings. Original here signifies the benefits of the remote past of Kwan of five hundred myriad dust particle kalpas ago, Kohyaka Jindango. These benefits are infinite, without beginning or end, and therefore this refers to increasing benefits without beginning or end. Accordingly, this bodhisattva of the earth possesses the true law, end quote. Gosho, page 1764. From this, we see that Bodhisattva Jogyo, who made his appearance on Eagle Peak, was a person who originally possessed the true law of the remote past of Kwan. This profoundly signified that he was a bodhisattva of the true cause of the remote past of Kwan. Therefore, this represented the advent of the true Buddha of the remotest past of Kwan. For this reason, the Daishonin wrote, quote, my true identity is the Buddha of intrinsically perfect wisdom. My provisional identity is the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Jokyo, Nichiren, the present great master of the essential teaching. End quote. Gosho, page 1685. Thus, the true identity of Bodhisattva Jokyo was that of the original Buddha of the remotest past of Kwan Ganjo, a past much more distant than 500 dust particle kalpas ago. Nichiren Daishonin made his advent into the world and the latter day of the law in his original form as the true Buddha of the remotest past of Kwan Ganjo and the reincarnation of the Bodhisattva Jogyo. When he discarded his provisional form and revealed his true identity through the Tatsunakuchi persecution, he manifested his true life condition as the true Buddha. Therefore, referring to Nichiren Daishonin as Shakyamuni's disciple in the remote past of Kwan, or as the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Jogyo, represents a tentative characterization based on the teachings of the Lotus Sutra. In profound terms, he was, in fact, the true Buddha from the remotest past of Kwan Ganjo. Why did Nichiren Daishonin, the true Buddha of the remotest past of Kwan Ganjo, emerge in the Lotus Sutra as the disciple of Shakyamuni and as Bodhisattva Jogyo? The Daishonin explained the reason, quote, there cannot be two sons in this world. Is it possible for there to be two sovereigns in one country? End quote. Gosha, page 677. There were various techniques used by the, Buddhas to present his by the Buddha to present his teachings. It was absolutely impossible for two Buddhas to emerge together in the same period. For this reason, Shakyamuni was the only Buddha who could teach during his lifetime and during the 2,000 years of the former middle days of the law. 
If the true Buddha from the remotest past of Kwanganju appeared there during this time, then the people would have become confused with the teachings of Shakyamuni, and it ultimately would have caused them to stray from the correct path of enlightenment. Therefore, the true Buddha appeared forth, but took the form of Bodhisattva Jogyo. Excuse me while I have some coffee. Okay. Awareness of our karmic bond with the Bodhisattvas of the earth. Nichiren Dai Shonen emerged in Japan in the latter day of the law as the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Jogyam, the leader of the Bodhisattvas of the earth, as predicted in the Sutra. Furthermore, he revealed his true identity as the true Buddha from the remotest past of Kwan. In place of the waning pure law of Shakyamuni's Buddhism, he established the one and only Daigo Honzon, or all people in the latter day of the law. This is clear from the following Gosho passage in which he stated, quote, Now is when the Bodhisattvas of the earth will appear here in this country and establish the supreme object of worship on earth. It depicts Shakyamuni Buddha of the essential teaching attending the true Buddha. This object of worship never appeared in India or China, end quote, Gosho, page 661. The Daishonin further wrote, quote, No matter what, maintain your faith as a votary of the Lotus Sutra. Forever exert yourself as a disciple of Nichiren. If you are of the same mind as Nichiren, then you must be a Bodhisattva of the earth. There should be no discrimination among those who propagate the five characters of Myoho Kyo in the latter day of the law, whether they are men or women. If they were not Bodhisattvas of the earth, then they could not chant the Daimoku. At first I, Nichiren alone, chanted Nam Myoho Kyo. Then two, three, and a hundred followed, chanting and teaching others. This is the way propagation will unfold in the future. Does this not mean emerging from the earth? End quote, Gosho, page 666. Thus, all individuals who chant and propagate Nam Myoho Kyo as the disciples and followers of the Daishonin represent the Bodhisattvas of the earth. More numerous than the sands of 60,000 Ganges rivers who emerged in this world in the latter day of the law and who share a true karmic bond with the Daishonin. This is indeed why our high priest Nikan Shonin presented us with the following directions at the kickoff ceremony for the 750th anniversary of the establishment of true Buddhism. Quote, now, in the time of the latter day of the law, our Nichiren Shoshu is the only group that embraces and upholds without the slightest distortion the true Buddhism of the Daishonin in which he propagated the three great secret laws. He inscribed the Gohonzon in his capacity as Jogyo, the leader of the Bodhisattvas of the earth, and as the Buddha who achieved internal enlightenment in his life as the true Buddha from the remotest past of Kwan Ganjo. Thus all of us, the priests and lay believers of Nichiren Shoshu, and of all of you in the Hokeiko, are the very individuals who are indeed the Bodhisattvas of the earth who advance forth with the great objective of achieving the ultimate propagation of the mystic law. I confidently declare that each Bodhisattva, but that such Bodhisattvas exist nowhere else but here. These Bodhisattvas of the earth remain uninfluenced by the muddled conditions of corruption and degeneration that plague the world. Like the white lotus blossom that grows and remains in the muddy waters, we must propagate the mystic law single-mindedly and with compassion as prescribed in the sutra. In other words, the mission of the Bodhisattvas of the earth is to advance forth in this world of confusion and delusion, upholding a solid determination to perform Shagabuku based on embracing the mystic law and never being blinded by the evil customs and trends that are pervasive throughout the delusions of humanity. End quote. Dianichiren 6.36 We, who believe in the mystic law of the Daishonin, are all associated with and share a karmic bond with the Bodhisattvas of the earth. Now is indeed the time when we, as individuals, must stand tall and hold fast to the solid conviction that we share a karmic bond with the Bodhisattvas of the earth. Moreover, we must advance at full force toward the ultimate propagation, the Kosen Rufu of the mystic law. We must be convinced that without fail the four virtues of eternity, happiness, true self, and purity possessed by the four Bodhisattvas as a result of their assiduous practice will be manifested in our lives. A life condition of happiness enriched by the four virtues will well forth from within our lives. 
let us advance forth and manifest the actual proof of the benefits from our achievement of one or more shakabuku each year. Wasn't that amazing? Thank you so much for joining me again. I hope it just blasted away any misunderstandings. And I hope it summoned questions because you can call a temple anytime you like. Hey there, it's me again. And I want to just remind all of you that I know very little about this Buddhism. I am reading a lot about it to you all. And I want to just remind everybody that calling the temple is really one of the basic underlying themes of this podcast. Whether you're in Nichiren Shoshu and you haven't called in a while, or whether you're a Sokagakai and you're looking for answers about what's going on, or you, or you actually just want to talk to a priest instead of hearing what other people are saying about them. So if you live in Los Angeles, Nyohoji Temple's phone number is 323-656-2888. And if you live in San Francisco area, Nyoshinji Temple, the phone number is 510-222-8372. And that's the temple I belong to. At uh, Nyogyoji Temple in Chicago, that phone number is going to be 630-293-5235. And if you happen to live out in Washington, D.C., that phone number for you for that temple is going to be 301-593-9397. And if you happen to live in New York, that temple, Setsuji, is going to be 718-961-7269. Now, I see an H and a 4 there. That might be a typo. And maybe it's something you need to press. So if you're trying to reach Setsuji, try all of those. Ho, or look up Setsuji on somewhere else. This is off of the nichirinshoshu.org. Honseiji Temple in Hawaii's phone number is going to be 808-235-8486. All right, there you go. You're armed with knowledge. Use it.